0: Welcome back to another daily walk. Well, spring is starting to spring. (laughs) You can't kind of see it, but there's a few little buds, leaf buds on some of the bushes behind me here. And so I can hear the birds chirping. And I saw a robin the other day. Maybe finally the cold is dissipating. I don't know. Uh, well, anyway, uh, I want to talk today on this daily walk about uh, about churches and finding a church and evaluating a church. And this is an important one because a lot of times in this this modern church thing that we have, where we want to just hand out tracts and and you know and, and oftentimes compel people to accept Jesus, and then all of a sudden it's like, yeah, you've accepted Jesus! Now find a good Bible-believing church. That's the problem. What is a good Bible-believing church? Because there's about 80 churches in my town, and I wouldn't send people to most of them. Some of them are outright cults. You know, we have a Church of Scientology in town. Uh, we, have, um, we have some other churches that are of some other faiths that I would consider cults. Um, but even among the what you would call the Protestant churches or the Evangelical churches or, or any of those types of things, there's a whole lot of churches that are really starting to borrow from a whole lot of things from culture that are specifically commanded to us not to do. In fact, if you want a, a, an, a study on that, read through 1 Corinthians, uh, particularly the early parts where it talks about not following the world's way, not taking the world's plan, not having this, this big in-depth plan for how you're going to do everything. That is what the world does. We as Christians, we are supposed to live on a different matter, a matter of faith. And when you find a church that is so focused on the numbers, and that's one of the first things I look for in a church. How focused are they on the numbers? Is there somebody with a checklist checking off names as they see people coming in? Uh, There was a church I went to uh, when I lived out west that was like that. Literally, they had a person in the back with a checklist of every member's names, and they're checking off everyone's names. That's a little disturbing to me. Um, And the reality is... Well, we need to have some degree of concern, like the best thing is if a member is not showing up at the church, the best thing is for somebody who actually has a relationship with that member to figure out what's going on. You know, it might be might be a broken down car and they just need a ride and just didn't want to ask anybody. You know, it might be something as simple, simple as that. Um, there's any number of, of a variety of things, but the, the appropriate thing is not to have this big old checklist and then, you know, is the pastor or, or your welcoming committee, whatever you happen to call it, only calling on these people who aren't showing up after a while, that starts to feel a little weird. And, you know, i left a church recently, um, over a matter of, of some, some pretty hardcore, um, differences as far as some of the theology um, that that the guy wanted to teach. And, you know, I, I still get emails from the church because they put everybody's email in this computerized email newsletter thing. I haven't been there in, I think, six months maybe? I don't know, somewhere between three and six months. I think it's closer to six months since I've been there. And the reality is not a single person has contacted me or anything. Now, I'm still getting emails from their automated email system, and that is how impersonal a lot of churches get. This is why I tend to focus more on the smaller churches rather than the bigger ones. I seem to think that they, they tend to get closer to what the scripture cares about. They're not just growing. Now, that's not a blanket statement, though. We can't just look at a church and say just because it's large, it's bad, or just because it's small, it's it's good. You know, we can't do that one way or the other. So there's a lot more evaluation. So uh, the other week, I went out with uh, with a friend of mine to a to a different church, and uh, you know, it's just the the church we usually go to. They were, I think they had the regular services, which are a little bit later in the day, and we generally like to go really early. And so we found this other church in town and just had an early service. We go in there, kind of expecting it to not particularly be good, just for the type of church it was. Um, But it kind of raised some some interesting thoughts. Now, this church was, it was a little bit larger, I'd say probably around maybe a hundred or so people there. And it was very liturgical. And so what I mean by liturgical is you go into churches, and oftentimes you do find this in smaller churches, but you will find it in some larger ones where everything is, is listed in the bulletin. Who is getting up to do the scripture reading? Who is getting up for the prayer? And then, you know, the, there's the pastoral prayer, and the pastor gets up, and they read a line, and the congregation reads a line, and they read a line, and congregation reads a line. You end in either the, the, uh, um, the doxology or the Lord's Prayer. You know, very, very by the books, by the numbers, liturgical. It's like, we've got to cover every base. Have we covered scripture? Check. Have we done a hymn? Check. Have we done a, pra- a prayer? Check. Have we recited something back? Check. Did we end in the Lord's Prayer? Check. And you get through all these types of things. Now, some people like that type of structure, and for that, just need to ask yourself, is that the type of structure? Now, some churches throw that all out and go all the way the other side, and there's... Total chaos everywhere. Neither one of those is necessarily the best way to go. Um, now, of course, if you want uh, if you want the liturgical, then I would say the liturgical has a little bit more going for it in some ways. However, the hang loose le- level has a lot going for it as well. I don't think either one of them is specifically a salvation issue or a reason to attend or not attend a church in and of itself. The biggest sign for us that there were problems was the sermon. We'll call it a talk. Um, It really... It it had... They, they used a verse in the scripture reading to attempt to make some point, but there was nothing about it in there. In fact, the entire thing was a political statement. It was all about this, this march for our lives, which was a bunch of crazy. If you dig into what happened in that march for your lives, it was a whole bunch. It wasn't, it wasn't this little thing organized by these little students. That's what they wanted you to believe really look into it. It was, it was another thing where all these students were marching to give up our constitutional rights. That's what it was. And this whole church had this, such as crazy biased liberal spin that they wanted to, they spent the entire time talking about this kind of stuff. And then they, brought in a lot of these other things. Literally, I felt locked out of there going, Hmm, I think this church is a Siciniist church. Of course, Socinianism is an old philosophy that said Jesus is just a man. Because this church is like, you know, Jesus did. Jesus wanted to change the world. Jesus, no, that's not what all the plan was. Jesus didn't sit there and go, oh, how can we motivate people? How can we motivate a rally that causes the world change? No, Jesus came to redeem the world. He knew exactly what he was here for. And that was the biggest thing that, that was the biggest red flag for me is this church church they did not found their scripture their their sermon we'll call it a sermon their talk on scripture they didn't found it on scripture at all they didn't found it they didn't seem to have any understanding of scripture i saw nothing about it that even seemed remotely biblical anywhere it was just a m- emotional talk it was appeals to emotions it was following all the checklists have a good and engaging talk, getting people interested in the subject matter. But it had zero to do with teaching us what is the scripture or directing us in the things of the scripture. The entire thing was about moving people and make a difference in the world. And that's not what we're called to do as Christians. We are called as Christians to preach the gospel. And that is what I didn't see. I didn't see any of the gospel. So those are kind of those things you look for in a church. You want to look for the gospel. Um, Are they actually confronting sin? Now, this church actually, and we kind of went to it knowing it wasn't going to be a big church. It was one of these inclusive churches. In fact, they fly the gay flag above their door. Um, so it was one of those churches and it had a, a female pastor. Those are kind of two things that I don't specifically agree with. Um, not that women can't teach. It's just that the scripture lays out the qualifications of an elder of which a pastor should have the qualifications of an elder and it does specifically specify a male role in that position. Um, and that is, it is scriptural. In fact, you will find that in first Timothy. So if you want to verify that, uh, flip through first Timothy, study that. Uh, also some in Titus, uh, has a little bit of that as well, but mostly first Timothy. And so we kind of knew it was going to be a crazy church, but we kind of decided, did we want to go to another church? that was kind of very serious. Or we just want to see what some other churches are doing? So this is one of these all inclusive churches. Now, here's the difference in that is that as a Christian. We should, have, uh, we should have a care and a love for all people. We shouldn't say, well, you're of this party, or you're of this, this mindset, or you're this whatever, so you can't come worship. That's not what the Christian should do. But the Christian should not encourage somebody to remain in their sin to keep them in the church building. That's, that's the problem. And, um, the reality is we knew this church wasn't going to be particularly good, but we just, we were curious because we didn't want to, we didn't want to, um, say a church was good or not good on the basis of never being there. And so we went to check it out and it was much the same. Uh, mostly the biggest problem that I had with it is that they, they seemed to show Jesus as a spiritual leader, not a Messiah uh, and they seemed to not have any understanding of what the scripture or the mission of the church is. So let me go back to my list. Number one, the gospel. The gospel, and the reason I got off on that little side tangent, is the gospel has to include an element of confronting sin. We have to confront sin. We have to know what sin, sin is, and we have to confront sin in the gospel. Otherwise, what are we being saved from? <laughs> okay? Uh, the gospel itself is, I am a sinner. I realize I am powerless over that, but that God has made a way through his son, Jesus Christ. Alright, so <clears throat> that is the the reality, is that we have to start with the gospel. If the gospel is absent in the church, I would avoid the church. The second thing is... Is Jesus a savior or is he a spiritual leader? That seemed to be the problem that this church was having is that they couldn't seem to make sense of that. They kept on talking about Jesus and and wanting to do, you know, he knew that he needed to change the world this way. No, he didn't. He knows this world's going to pass away. This whole world is going to pass away. We're going to have a new Jerusalem. We're going to have a new world, a new creation and a resurrected body. He didn't come to change the world. He came to redeem his people. That's what he came for. And so that's kind of the next thing is, are they, are they using the scripture to teach people what is in the scripture and what is the mission of the Christian in this world? Um, third, are they too caught up in their ritual or not? Now, some of these, it's harder to tell. There's obviously some churches that are much more ritualistic, some churches that are less ritualistic. As long as the church isn't caught up on the ritual, that is a fine thing. That's though not something you can see on the surface. I can't look at the format of this church as liturgical as it was and say they were caught up in the ritual because I haven't been part of the church long enough. That's something you can't see on on the surface. Um, You really have to get in there and understand it. And then you need to ask yourself, because some people really thrive on that type of thing, and it helps them worship, and some people don't. And that's why it's good to have multiple different churches of different backgrounds, so that if you do like that more formal method you can have it. If you like the more informal, you can have that as well, as long as the scripture is truly the core. Now, the biggest reason I don't tell people to go out and just find a good church right away is because you don't have, as a new believer, you don't have any frame of reference for what is a good church. And you can't walk into a church and say, "Is this a good church?" <laughs> what church is going to say, "No, this church is crappy." You know that's just not the reality. Um, and so that is why, if you are a new believer, my first advice is get in the Scriptures. Particularly if you're a new believer, the New Testament. There will be time to learn the Old Testament. It is important, but there will be time to learn it later. Get into the New Testament first, um, and then as you're getting into the New Testament, get spent some time in prayer. That brings you into with the heart of of God and with the mind of God. Um, and then you want to look through your your contacts and see, is there anybody here that are Christians? And don't just say, this one friend happens to be a Christian, so I'm just going to attend church with them. I tried that once when I was a young believer. That didn't work very well. Um, look for a variety of different believers. Check out a variety of their different churches. And this is something I personally like to do. I will never fill out a visitor's card the first time I'm in a church. Absolutely not. I don't do it. Um, I might take one with me, and if I want to come back, I might fill something out at home and come back with it. But the reality is, I am not going to go there and just give my contact information all throughout town because I don't know what type of church this is. I don't know what type of people these are. And, you know, I I joined a church once way too fast when I moved out west. I wasn't about to move out west without finding a good church, and I was a very, very sound believer uh, at that time. And even I fell into what was a cult. Now, I wasn't caught into the... The culty aspects, I recognized that it was a cult and left, uh, but I didn't recognize it was a cult for a few months. And that was one of those one of those things. It's hard to spot that, even if you're experienced. And I've studied what a cult is. And so uh, those are some of those tips. Don't j- dive into a church right away just because you're a new believer. It's more important to spend time in prayer, spend time in scriptures, and then look at the friends lists that you already have Figure out if any of those are Christians and talk to them. Talk to all of the different friends. Get a variety of different viewpoints. Attend church a few times with a few different ones. Try out a few different places and look for the place that is focused on the Scripture. What is most important is the Word of God. Focused on the Scripture. We're not focused on the numbers. We're not focused on the programs. We're not focused on what's good for the children's church. We're not focused on the coffee and the donuts. We're focused first on the Scripture. If they're too caught up with the numbers, they're going to lead you astray because they're going to do anything pragmatic to bring somebody in, and they bring in a whole lot of people who are dead to the faith by doing that. And then they have to compromise the scripture and put on an entertaining show, and then it becomes just a free Sunday concert. And that's kind of the the problem. That's why you want to be more careful with the church. So look at those things. Uh, Look at the sermons. Uh, Look at the focus on scripture. Um, Determine those types of things.